welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. Praise the Lord, everybody. I just have a quick announcement before we get into our element study tonight. Next week, next Wednesday, um, is our recap over module one. So these past six weeks, including tonight, we've done elements module one. And next week, we will be kind of reviewing. Um, but we're asking you if you would like to say a little something Maybe um, something you've learned through the study, your favorite part of it, or something somebody said in the turn-in talks that stuck out to you. Um, we're going to be just sharing, having a time of sharing in the congregation um, what we've gleaned from Elements Module 1. So we're trying to give you a heads up um, before you get here next week, like, surprise, you have to talk tonight, um, just to have some time to think on that. You don't have to speak if you do not want to, but the floor will be open if you would like to share your thoughts. Um, and you will not be getting a packet since we're not doing a lesson next week. So you can, Milam and I will not be hounding you tonight as you are walking out with your packet. So don't worry about a packet for next week. Um, and that is all I have, except I did forget to put on the prayer list that Sister Niece, as you heard, she um, was taken to the ER, but she is having a test tomorrow. Um, they are trying to find out why she can't swallow. She's having really difficulty swallowing and therefore eating. Um, so if you guys would just stand and let's um, just pray over her um, since I forgot to add that to the list. Let's just have specific prayer over that test tomorrow for Sister Niece. Lord God, we come before you tonight. We thank you, Lord, for the, um, the presence that we feel in this place, the Holy Ghost here. We we thank you, Lord, for being a prayer-answering God and a name that we can call upon whenever we need, Lord. We want to lift up Sister Niece to you tonight, Lord, that you would be with her, that you would just heal her, Lord, top of her head to the sole of her feet, Lord God. This test that she's taking tomorrow, Lord, that they would find answers, Lord, that they would be a clear path for how she can overcome this, Lord. We give her over to you, and in the name of Jesus we pray, hallelujah. And everyone said amen. And pastor's going to come up at this time, and we are doing Elements 1.6 tonight, so please give your attention to Brother Heidelbaum. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. It might help if I remember my mic. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. We have a, we're so glad you're here tonight, Brother Bobby. Gardner just contacted me too, and uh, he's struggling with uh, uh, sickness. And I said, "Well, we've just prayed for a bunch that are sick." And uh, so uh, he said, "I got to get ready. I've got PI to teach uh, this weekend, plus the men's and everything going on." So we're glad. Well, I've got some good news for you. The good news is you don't have to listen to me the whole time tonight. Uh, we're going to start with a video, so I'm trying to get with the program. So if you'll play the video for us here, listen, and, and we'll get, dive right into this.
up in church and I had a great home, but along the way I developed some friends that convinced me I was missing out on life and I took them at their word and ended up doing my own thing and running away from home and not, never finishing high school. I experienced everything you can imagine from illegal ways to make money to every type of sin that you can imagine. And for me, I didn't want to come back to church because I viewed church as this legalistic, judgmental place that doesn't know how to love. And I thought that, you know what, all these people claim they know love, but they don't. I'm going to find this in the world with people who help me do what I want to do and help me succeed financially and know how to have a good time. In the process, I developed a lot of pain and guilt and shame, and I tried to bury that with alcohol and drugs and fornication, everything you can imagine. In my early 20s, it's interesting how it worked, um, of all the approaches from people trying to reach out to me and telling me what I was doing wrong, it never worked with that approach. But one man by the name of Donovan Hill from Louisiana reached me with the love of Christ for me. How God died, his, uh, sent Jesus to die on the cross to pay for my sins, and all he wants is for me to love him back. In the middle of this man's living room, I remember him playing his acoustic guitar, and his wife fed me and my business partner and was sharing the love of Christ with me, and I just began to weep and just feel the presence of God as he's sharing this with me, and I'm expecting judgment. I'm expecting him to hammer down all of the sin. I'm doing, I'm going to go to hell and all this. He didn't do that. He shared with me the love of Christ for me, and I began my journey in my early 20s. But I didn't fully repent then. I had to experience the love of Christ through that man of God and his wife. I was able to help invite people to his ministry and see their lives begin to change just like mine. But it wasn't until my 30s when I really gave my life to Christ. I'm 36 now. So I know the journey between start to where you begin your walk with Christ whenever you are a prodigal until you fully submit to God. It is a long journey of experiencing the love of Christ from other believers and never giving up on you and praying for you and teaching you how to strengthen your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And when you fall, they practice Galatians 6 where you bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. I've fallen so many times in my walk in different ways and had true brothers and sisters in Christ like at my church now help me and take my hand and show me the better way to the point to where each year it seems like I'm able to experience a little bit more of God's favor. And in my 30s, I began a Bible study, and the Bible study was out of brokenness. I just wanted to truly understand what trusting God meant, and I started inviting people into my living room and seeing their lives change. And what's interesting that I've seen a lot of is a lot of people don't really reach out and try to witness to people because they are trying to measure themselves up to the perfection of Jesus Christ, which will never truly attain that till we get to heaven. And so they don't reach out when in reality, the body of Christ is so vast. God needs you to reach people. He's not necessarily calling everybody to pastor or teach and all of that, but he's calling you to reach the people that are in your circle of influence. It takes the body, right? We're not doing this by ourselves, and I think that's one of the biggest deceptions of the enemy is trying to get people to not reach out because they are not the whole package, right? Nobody is. We're the body of Christ, and if you start reaching out to people, you will start to see a transformation in your personal walk with Christ, 
and in the lives of those that you reach out to. There is so much power in sharing your story. Like the testimony that we just heard, all of us can share what God has done in our lives to show others that God loves them and he can help them too. Today we're going to take some time to look to God's word and learn what it has to say about this foundational element of our spiritual lives. First, we're going to study why Jesus wants us to tell others about the hope that we've experienced in him. Then we'll discuss ways that we can share the gospel message of how Jesus came to save us by dying, by being buried, and ultimately by resurrecting to redeem us in the ultimate hope for all humanity. Finally, we'll celebrate scripture's promise that God will give us a special power to be witnesses about him. It's time now to look to God's word and discuss this together. Feel free today to ask some questions throughout this time of discussion. And after the session is over, as always, I'm going to encourage you to spend some time in prayer this week and take some time to review the Bible passages that are listed in your participants guide. God bless you today as you discover the power of sharing your story. Praise God. Everybody say praise the Lord. I, I enjoy those videos, uh, different people telling their story and, and their uh, experiences. And uh, it just reminds me of how important it is uh, to share uh, our relationship and what Christ has done for us. And uh, that we live in a world today that's not, as the young man said, is not looking for somebody to judge them. He's, they're looking for somebody to love them. And uh, God will take care of those areas of their life as they grow in Christ. And it's just important for you and I to be that conduit between Christ and them. So our focus tonight and, of course, you understand through that the power of sharing your story. Uh, when we tell others about uh, Jesus uh, and how the Lord has uh, radically transformed our lives and uh, how it opens the doors uh, to other people in our, in our uh, workplace or our circle of influence and how we begin to explain to them how we encountered Christ Amen. And what the experience we had and how the Lord really changed our life. The hope. Amen. How many still believes that the hope is in the gospel? Yeah. Amen. The hope is in the gospel. Amen. And, and that same hope that we have is the same hope that, that they can have as well. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm glad I'm here tonight. Now, the <clears throat> we won't go into this first part necessarily all the way, but... Uh, John, the fourth chapter, uh, when you read the fourth chapter of the book of John here, it deals with uh, the story of Jesus uh, going into Samaria and going to the well. And uh, we've had some that have used these scriptures recently here about going to the well. And uh, uh, the disciples went to find food. And the encounter that uh, Jesus had with the woman, the Samaritan woman at the well, and uh, the important thing that we have to see in this, uh, that um, as he did that, we, we understand that under no circumstances uh, would a Jewish male interact with a Samaritan woman. Amen. And even at this point, with her in the condition that she was in, uh, they would not 
even uh, as far as society is concerned and the boundaries that they had uh, in that day and time and the culture, uh, then we see that, that uh, she herself was in a dire situation until she come face to face with Jesus Christ. And that's the hope that we have, right? Amen. Her testimony after that impacted uh, uh, countless others in the story. And so uh, go back uh, after we're done tonight and read John, the, uh, the fourth chapter, uh, verses 40 through 30 and then 39, verse 39. And it tells you the story and how important it is uh, for you and I to, to not uh, discredit or not uh, to not uh, 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 look at somebody or judge them for where they're at in their life at that moment. Realize what God can do for them and take them from that moment in that situation and bring them into a great uh, relationship where they can touch the hearts and lives of other people. So I'm going to look at John, the fourth chapter, and I'm going to read verses 28 through 30 if you can follow with me tonight. John, the fourth chapter, verses 28 through 30. If you're there, say amen. Amen. Then the woman left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men, Come and see a man which told me all things that I, that, that I ever, that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. Amen. It's one thing about her having a testimony, but it's also another thing to meet the one that changed her life. Right? Amen. So we are called to share our testimony. Point number one. I only got, I didn't even get finished with two last week. I'm shooting to at least get three done tonight out of four. The call to share your testimony. So after the Lord transforms our lives, it's imperative through the scripture. He tells us that we need to share that with other people. Amen. That hope that we have experienced and, uh, and, and let them know that Christ is able to uh, uh, minister to them uh, as we testify. Everybody say testify. Another word that we use is witness. Witness, amen, to them about uh, what God has done in our lives. So Mark, the uh, 16th chapter, Matthew, Mark, 16, amen. The 16th chapter of the book of Mark, I'm going to be reading verses 15, 16, and verse 20. Amen. So here in this portion of Scripture, uh, the Lord is commissioning the, the 11. And verse 15 said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. That, that, that word damned translates to condemned. And then verse 20 says, And they went forth. Everybody say they went forth. And preached everywhere the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Signs following or accompanying signs. So let me ask you something. What in this scripture here in verse 15, what did Jesus instruct his followers to do? Somebody want to tell us? Now remember, I can't hear, so amen. So what did he instruct his followers to do? Everybody say preach. preach. Amen. Go out and preach the gospel where? 
Everywhere. Everybody say everywhere. Amen. So another question I have is what happens to those believers uh, that, that believe the gospel uh, when it is shared to them? Verse 16 tells us. Amen. What is that? If, what, what happens to them? They believeth and they're what? And they're baptized. Amen. They shall be saved. So let me, you know, there's a question we need to say and ask ourselves. What are some reasons why it is important that, that we as Christians talk about this or tell others about Jesus? What, what are the reasons for that? Well, it's because if we don't do it, who's going to do it? In fact, when you, when you read the Word of God, you, you read real, uh, real quick as you're reading the, about the early church that that was his commission. That's what he wanted them to do. Amen, is to go out and tell people. Every, from the very beginning, uh, you know, uh, when he told them, and we'll talk about it a little bit, you shall receive power. Amen. He said, you've got a testimony. Turn to your neighbor and say, you have a testimony. Now, testimony, to, the term testimony is not an unfamiliar uh, word uh, because it is a, a common uh, procedure that is in our legal system where uh, a witness will testify. You are a witness to an occasion or you are a witness to something that happened and so they bring you into the court to testify about what you know, about what you saw. Alright? I mean, how, how many has ever done that before? Have, how many has ever done your civic duty? Y'all got out of it? Brother Blackford. Several times. Amen. So he never tried to get out of it. I always tried to find my way to figure out a way. You know, I, I use different, because they'll ask you questions, you know, on the, on, the, on the thing. If you, you know, do you have anybody in your family that's in law enforcement? Yep. Amen. Or other questions they would ask. And, and, and sometimes it's good when I say I'm a, I'm a pastor or I am this or I'm that and uh, whatever. I've been in those situations before and went down there. And when they find that out, they just say, you're excused. Amen. So I just try to go ahead and put it on my paper so I'm not, uh, I don't have to go through that. But we witness. We testify. That, that, that's what it's all about. And so why do you do that for they do that because they're trying to bring the truth out, right? The truth, amen? And what's the Bible say? The truth is what's going to set you free. And so we're, we're kind of looking at it this way. As, as a Christian, as a child of God, we are called to testify, amen? Testify uh, about what? Testify to the truth about what God can do, amen, for somebody else, like what he has done for you. Amen. God can light, bring light to their life. It can be shared in their life. And so our call uh, to, to do so comes from who? It comes from the Lord himself. Because we read Mark 16, Jesus gave his followers the final instructions before he ascended into heaven. And his command was that we are to preach. Everybody say preach. Everywhere, every, every, everywhere, preach every, everyone, we got to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. The good news, amen, what was the good news? Amen, the good news was the death, burial, and resurrection, right? Amen, that's the good news, amen, why? Because he's bringing somebody out of death and into his life, why? 
amen, to save people from their sins. So the death, burial, and resurrection are important uh, to tell people because it will change their life. It will save them from their sins. How many is glad tonight that you have been saved from your sin? Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm happy tonight that I've been saved from my sins. And so we are, uh, we are called to follow Christ. And, uh, 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 you know, and just like, just like those uh, back in the early church, back, those first disciples that were called by Christ, right? And they followed him. They left their occupations. They left their jobs. They left their boats. They left their, their fishing nets and uh, their tax collecting. And whatever they did, he called them. He said, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men and uh, come follow me and I'll change your life but not only will I change your life amen in the process you're going to you're going to have a testimony amen and witness uh, to the truth of what this uh, what my word and what I say can change uh, and help people change their lives so we're sharing basically hope for other people amen how many have ever talked to somebody even recently that they felt like they had no hope amen I'm here to tell you that you and I, we can testify to the fact that there is hope in Jesus Christ. Right? We can testify to that. So when we experience something that is good, like, uh, uh, I'm going to talk to the ladies here. They're going to like this. Uh, ladies, you like a good bargain, right? You like, come on, Emma likes a great bargain. Amen. Uh, it's a great bargain or a special how about the Kmart? Remember the blue light special? Do you remember that? Or you go in the stores and, and my wife, she, she loves to tell me, she says, is it on sale? Ladies, how many look for the sale price? Men, how many just pick it up? Right? Just pick it up. I'm not looking at the sale. Is it on sale? Amen. Bargain. Everybody likes a bargain. Everybody likes something uh, uh, that, that you can feel good about. Amen. But, but how many of you ladies, when you find a good bargain, you have to tell somebody? You pick up the phone and you're going to call somebody and say, hey, I found this over here. <clears throat> and I'm like, I'm not driving 20 miles. You saved $2, but you drove 20 miles. Or you, you saved $2, and, and you, know, you know what I'm talking about? But you get that bargain, you're like, man, I got a bargain. So you feel like you got to tell somebody. You got to share it with somebody, right? And that's no different than, 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 than receiving what you did from Christ. Amen. We should pick up the phone or we should tell somebody. We should let people know, man, look what the Lord has done. Man, I got a bargain. I didn't deserve this. I didn't merit this. But look what he has done in my life. And I, I want to share this with you because what he has done for me, he can do for you. Praise God. How much more should we do that? Amen. Share the good news of Jesus Christ with other people. And so the fulfillment of this scripture, uh, the, the uh, uh, passive scripture that, that, that we have here, begins with simply this, sharing our testimony about what God has done in our lives with those that we meet. Now, you know what? You might say, well, I'm not comfortable with that. I, I'm not comfortable with just sharing my my story. Well, you heard the young man here. He wasn't looking for some doctoral thesis or something uh, at the beginning. He just wanted to know, do you love me? Right? A lot of times they're just looking, do you love me? 
And a lot of times they're looking to see, do you love me how I am? Amen. And so that's what they're trying to find out. Do you love me for who I am right now? Because that's where I'm at. I need to know that. And so, so we need to let them know, look, I'm going to tell you, you know, I was, I was lost and I was without God. But it was him that loved me. He, would, he loved me when I was unlovable. He loved me when, when I felt like I didn't have anything else going for me in life. Christ loved me. And so that's what he's wanting, to, he's wanting us to share with other people. Amen. Letting them know. Simply sharing your testimony about what God has done in your lives, in your life. So that they can know that, look, if God can do it for you, he can do it for me. Now, I always say this. You don't have to go into detail about your life. You know, you don't have to tell them every little tidbit about your life. That could be scary. Right? Amen. But you can tell them, look, you know, I, I once was, what's that song we sing? I once was lost in sin. And Jesus entered in. Right? Amen. Then, then things begin to change in my life. Amen. So we see that. Testify. Amen. And because, why is that? Because everybody, all of humanity needs the message of good news to let people know they can be changed. We, and so we realize that the work of Calvary, when you talk about the work of Calvary, when he went on that cross, shed his blood, died, was buried, rose again, amen, it was all about you and I. It was all about us. Amen. Because he was doing something that could change, drastically change humanity's life. Praise God. Turn to your neighbor and I'm so glad. Say, I'm so glad he saved me. Amen. Amen. So, so we as the children of God are not defined by, by our social class or, or uh, what nationality we are or even our, our religion. Amen. The criteria for being uh, his is simply having breath. Turn, ask your neighbor right now, are you breathing? Amen. The criteria is just you got breath, you got blood running through your veins. You, you don't have to be a, a, a religious Einstein. You just have to be willing to open your mouth and share what Christ has done for you. Why? Because he said we've all been chosen to be witnesses, amen, because everybody that we meet is chosen by God to receive his gospel. That's what this is all about. Jesus said in John 15, 16, here's what he said. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. I've chosen you, he said, and I have chosen ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. I chose you. I ordained you to go bring some fruit in. Amen. That's what he was saying. So going is necessary. You have to go. But it does not, it does not necessarily mean that you, you have to go uh, to some distant state or some distant country. Uh, it's not what it's about. Amen. But, but, but some people do. Sunday night we will have a, a missionary family that do. They do go. They have gone to some foreign land. Amen. But understand, going can also mean sitting at the lunch table with a co-worker. Amen. On your work day, 
You don't have to break out the Bible. You can just strike up a conversation and just, you know, you're going to find out sooner or later. And sometimes you already know what's going on in their life because that's pretty, pretty much common knowledge at a workplace, right? Amen. But we understand we're building connection. We're building a rapport with them. Amen. It may not be the. It may not necessarily be the uh, uh, the, the 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 lunch table at work. Amen. But it could be other places. Amen. That we find ourselves because because it may even uh, uh, come to the point uh, that you explain to not just those people, but what about your circle of influence? What about your old friends? What about your family? Amen. Letting them know what the life changing power of Jesus Christ has done in your life. Right. Praise God. Let's clap our hands and praise him tonight. He's worthy of it. So let's say go and bring fruit, forth fruit. Go and bring forth fruit. Amen. It may just be sitting and just kind of addressing and talking to somebody close to you in your circle. Because that's where your comfort zone is going to be, right? You know, how many would just walk up to a complete stranger and start talking about the love of God? Some people can do that. But most people can't, right? Most people can't, and really honestly, most people won't when you get down to it. But if you've got that circle of influence or you've got that area uh, that, that you can work, you know, when you talk about change and what God has done for you, uh, going may mean building a relationship even with your neighbor. And you know what? Sometimes relationships won't happen overnight. Sometimes it'll take days, maybe weeks, maybe months, maybe even years. But you're establishing a relationship in their life, right? You're talking to them, and, uh, but, but it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to share your story and your gospel. When you look at Luke, the fourth chapter, uh, and, 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 and specifically verses 18, 19, uh, Jesus, uh, in his ministry, he went to the synagogue, and and he read out of Isaiah, the 64th chapter, uh, and, 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 in that, and from that Isaiah 61, it's reading about his own personal mission statement, if I might say. Here's what it says, to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind. And set liberty at liberty them that are bruised. Now I broke it up for a reason. I wanted you to get every segment out. This passage captured his vision of a harvest field. And, and the harvest field is the world. And it's a world that's in need of him. See, that's what's so important for you and I to understand, that it's this testimony that we need to share. It is his word that we need to share. It's his hope that we need to share. You say, well, I, I, I don't have that opportunity very often. Take every opportunity that you can have because there is power, there's power in sharing this gospel. Praise God. There's people here tonight, you're here because somebody shared it with you right? You're here because even somebody may have knocked on your door. You're here because somebody may have talked to you at a workplace. 
You're here because somebody in your, in your, your circle of influence witnessed to you, testified to you about the saving power of Jesus Christ and the hope that... So, so, so you're here tonight because somebody had a testimony, they witnessed to you, they shared it with you, and now you're here. Amen. Somebody say, praise God. Amen. So it's important. This is his vision. Amen. This is the vision of the world, a harvest. Amen. He says, look, we're going to have, the, the harvest has the brokenhearted. The harvest has the captives, right? Somebody say, praise the Lord. Amen. The harvest has all of these different people. It has the blind. It has the bruised. It has all of these different kinds of people in the harvest. And we have to reach them. We have to reach them with the word. Correct? Praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, we are in a, on a mission. Amen. Now, our, our vision cannot be any less than reaching uh, for the same list of, of, of hurting people that he describes here. Uh, you know, we can, we can come to the place to where we say, well, you know, uh, uh, how many's ever, you, you know, this is going to be a pointed question I'm going to ask you, but how many has been in that situation where you knew that somebody really needed to talk to you or they needed a friend, but you didn't have time? I've got this to do. I've got that to do. I've got, I've got, I got to go here. I got to go there. Or we just don't want to take the time. And inside we're like, oh. You know what I'm talking about? Amen. Because sometimes we approach it that way. We want to do it on our time when it's convenient for us. But the Lord says it's not always going to be convenient for you. You're going to come across that brokenhearted, that, that person that's blind. You're going to come across people in your life that's going to need a word then. Not two days from now, not a week from now, not a month from now. But they need something from you right then. Amen. For you to be able to say, hey, look, look what the Lord has done. He's changed my life. He's touched my life. Amen. And he's changed me. I'm telling you what you're going through. Amen. God can do something great in your life. Why? Because you're reaching for them with love. You're coming from a place of love, not a place of contempt or a place of, oh, you, you do that, you know, or, or, or you begin to, to look at them from, from your religious standpoint of view. But you've got to look at them through the eyes of Christ. Amen. And understand that what they need is a Savior. The same Savior that saved you can save them. Amen. So our, our, we have to be able to reach out. That vision must be our vision. Amen. Everybody say, my vision must be Christ's vision. Amen. And so uh, someone in, in our world has that broken heart. Amen. And so that person needs to know. Uh, that there's somebody who can heal the brokenhearted, amen, and that, 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 that is Jesus Christ, right? I can't do it, you can't do it, Christ can, praise God, amen. My granddaughter believes that, you can hear it tonight, hey, praise God, I don't know what happened there. Grandma, you need to go check, amen. That's it, sister, you can get the Holy Ghost back here in the hallway. So when Jesus sent his disciples out, according to Luke 9, 2, to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick, the harvest field 
to the Lord was simply that which was lost. That which was lost. And, and it is a lot of times uncomfortable for us to admit, but we have lost people all around us. In this community and the ones next to us, all around us we have people that are lost and they are, they, they are in a, a, a dire straits and they need a Savior, amen, who is Christ uh, the Lord. And so there is a harvest field all around us as we go through our daily routines, whatever that might look like right now. And we hold a treasure. We hold, everybody say, I hold a treasure. I hold something that I can give to somebody else. You know, I think Brother Vinny, I think it was him, things run together, but he, he was looking at that where Peter and John went to the temple and uh, uh, the beggar was there and he said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I unto thee. You know, you may not have it physically to give, and that's not what, that, that won't save them. Amen. Giving them something, you know, food or money or whatever, that won't save, that will help them for the moment. But the most important thing is understanding that they need a Savior because He can change their life. Amen? Praise God. So preach the gospel. Everybody say preach it. Amen. Because the harvest field, amen, is, is, is those that are lost and, and dying and they need a Savior. And so uh, it's all around us and, and we have this tre- treasure in our earthen vessels and we need, amen, to pass it along. And we got to accept the call. Everybody say accept the call. We need to share our testimony, right? What a testimony it is. Do you feel like you have a testimony to give somebody? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. What? You don't know. Yes, you do. You do. But I'm shy. I'm shy. Well, we, we got to get around people that aren't shy. We got to get around somebody that can get us out of our shyness. Right? We got to get around somebody that can, that can show us what, what it is. You know, my dad was more of an introvert. He really wasn't somebody that, that could really, uh, you know, go when he got started. Yes, he did. I mean, he could, he could talk about you know, nature and all this kind of stuff. I've, I've seen him do it on many occasions and break, break a barrier into somebody. But my mom, she could talk to anybody, you know. And my dad, always, my dad would always tell me that I was more that way. I could talk to anybody. Well, I can talk to anybody uh, you, for the most part, you know. I could talk to anybody. And, but you have to realize that no matter where you're at in that spectrum, you always need to be looking for somebody that's in need of a testimony, that's a need of a, a something kind of thing. Okay, number two. <clears throat> what is the value of your story? What is the value? You know, everybody, every, every one of us, we all have a story. Look at your neighbor and say, I've got a story. There's a lot of people that might reject religious teaching, but nobody, everybody say nobody, nobody. can deny the value of your own personal experience. So sharing that personal experience with other people is the key to reaching somebody with the gospel. So when you look at Mark, the 15th chapter, let's go back over here, 15. Let me read verses 19 and 20. Praise God.
I, where am I at? What I say? No, that's the verses. Mark 5, 19 and 20. Howbeit Jesus suffered him, not but saith unto him, go home, go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish, and began to publish or proclaim in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him, and all the men did marvel. Now, Decapolis here, you gotta understand, it's, that, that's an area. There's like 10 cities in that area of where this was at. It was a, it was a place uh, that they were at. So this is the demoniac, the Gadarenes. This is the demon-possessed man that Jesus delivered from all those devils. And he said, I want to come and follow you. And Jesus said, no, you go back, go, back to your, go back home, go to your friends. And understand here, when you read about that area where he went, those were a lot of Gentile places. People that came in from Gentile areas. And so he went back to tell them. So, so let's look at this right here. What did he say? This, this demoniac of Gadara. What did Jesus instruct the, deliver, the, the delivered man in this passage to do in verse 15? What did he say? Go home and do what? Oh. Go home and tell your friends. Amen. Tell them what? Tell them the great things the Lord hath done for thee. Tell them about the great things the Lord had done for thee. So what, why, why do you think sharing our story makes a difference in other lives? <clears throat> why do you think it's important? Huh? Connect? Right. The old man, they see, they've seen the old man, but they need to know the new man. Right? Amen. So it's important to share. Why? Because it will make a difference in somebody else's life. Thank God for it. Amen. Because sharing your story does not have to be scary. It doesn't have to be difficult. Amen. Because God simply wants us to seek his kingdom and his righteousness. He's wanting to do that. And so in doing that, as we're sharing, we are naturally building relationships with God as well as that individual we're talking to. Amen. And it helps us develop those good relationships. And if we do our best to develop the relationship, then all of a sudden we're going to see God begin to do some work in, in that situation. Amen. Why? Because God sometimes places us in certain situations throughout the day or week or whatever that we need to be willing to respond to. I don't care where it's at. You could be clicking away on a computer. You could be swimming a sled, swinging a sledgehammer or a, or, a, or, a, or a hammer because something is going to be evident somewhere in some kind of a situation throughout that day for you to talk to him. So it's not difficult. Everybody say it's not difficult. Amen. The purpose of the kingdom is to cultivate relationships with people in order to lead them to the foot of the cross. You have to cultivate. Look at harvest. What is it all about? You know, when you start out, you know, I, when I was young, I didn't, I didn't think much about it. Didn't know why I got on that tractor and, and didn't know why, you know, all the different things. I just knew that what I, what, what I first did was I got the plows and we would plow. Usually dad would do that because if I plowed, it'd probably be like this. 
But, but I would get up there and the disc would be, we'd attach it, and I would get out there and I would take all those big, hard clumps of, of, of dirt that had been turned over and I would smooth that all out. And then you'd come back and you would plant and you'd come back and you'd weed and you'd come back and, and, you'd, and, and weed it again. And, and if it didn't rain, you'd haul water up from the creek and, and you would take it back there and, 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 you, would, and you would water the, the crops. And, and then came time for harvest and you started getting the product or the, uh, the, the, uh, of your labor and it would produce uh, beans or corn or potatoes or turnips or, or onions or whatever you were doing. But it was a process. It never, it never happened overnight. It never happened overnight. It was a process in which you, you, you tackled and you, you followed that process. You didn't diss the ground, then, then plow the ground. and No, there was a process, and there was fertilizers, and there was all kinds of things that you have to. So you have to understand, we have to come to the place to where we cultivate those relationships, and sometimes they take time. So I'm wanting to encourage you to understand, don't get frustrated or don't get weary in well-doing. Amen. You might think, well, they're not, but just cultivate that relationship because there will come a day that once you develop that, that relationship with them, that they'll begin to talk to you and you'll be able to present them the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? Amen. Amen. Uh, it's, it's, it's simply, there's a term we use, being intentional. Intentional. Amen. With every person that God places into our lives. So, amen. Share your story. How many's got a personal story? Amen. Always understand this, other people may know more about the Word of God than you, but you're the one with the testimony. So let me say it again, it doesn't, you don't have to know everything there is to know in here, you just have to know, look what the Lord hath done. I can't tell you everything about it, I just know this is, what, this is where I came from, this is what I was, and, and here I am today, and I'm just telling you, look what the Lord hath done. Amen. Come on, follow me as I follow Christ, and let's learn this thing together. Amen. You know? Transition. Realizing that we're growing in Christ, and it's not something that's going to be easy. You heard the young man say it. It's time. It takes time. Amen. You get knowledge, knowledge is going to come. Amen. But, you know, they could, they could refute a lot of things you got to say, but they can't explain away your testimony. Right? They can't explain away your testimony, your experience. Amen. You know, there's, there's an uh, expression that some people use, uh, you don't know until you walked in my shoes. Nobody knows what you've been through but you. And everybody looking from outside in may see that, but they may not really know the details of it. You know the details of it. So when you're talking to other people and you share your testimony, you're saying, you know, look, God's brought me a mighty long way. Here's what he's done in my life. Here's my experience. And I'm sharing. Share your story in a great way to introduce somebody uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ. No matter how, uh, you know, little or how much uh, you know about the word of God, you can share the word of God. Right? <clears throat> I'm going to skip a bunch here. So let's go to three. The hope from this story. What is the hope? Hey, man, when you look at Romans 1, Romans 1, uh, Let's go over to Romans chapter 1, verses 15 and 16. 
Chapter 1. All right, are you there? 1, 15 and 16. Notice what he says here. So as much as in me as I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome. Notice what he says in 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So why was Paul not ashamed to share the gospel? He said, I'm not ashamed of it because it is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God unto salvation. Amen. So there are times you might, you might hesitate to share, but understand what you have gives you power, right? Amen. So the gospel message is a story, once again, of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And, and, and when you look at these components that you bring together here, they are, they are symbolic comparisons to our uh, own salvation. We die in repentance. We are buried in baptism. And we rise to a new life in Christ Jesus through the infilling of His Spirit. And so sharing the Lord's story is sharing the gospel. It's sharing the good news that Jesus Christ can save us. Amen. So when you tell the story, we bring the hope of salvation to the world. That's what it's all about. You're wanting to bring hope. You could talk to somebody till you're blue in the face, but if you're not giving them hope, they got to be able to buy into your hope, the hope that you're sharing them. Amen. So, so, so we see this, the, the miraculous interventions, the healings, and, and, and the help that, that, that people can, whatever dilemma that they are in, they can receive. Amen. Whatever you need, what, whatever the need is, and that's what you've got to tackle. When you're going out to win the lost, what is the need? What is the need? It's hope. Hope of salvation. That's the need. Whatever the need. Waiting to answer the cry of help. Amen. So we see that. His story. When you think about the Lord, and we're getting ready to come up to it. Can you believe that the Easter is just right around the corner, right? I mean, what is it, the 17th of April, something like that. It's just right around the corner. I mean, here we are again already uh, going into the spring and, and, and looking at Easter. What is that? That beautiful story. But it should not be a story that's only told on Easter. It is a story that it's part of our message. It's part of our, our testimony to people about look what the Lord hath done. Amen. Yes, we tell them about the death, burial, and resurrection, but we also tell about how we died out. Amen. How we were buried, how we rose again in the newness of life, right? That's what this is all about. It's about salvation. It's about understanding the universal need uh, that, that, uh, that, that we as human beings need. Amen. And, and understand the desire. The desire. How, we all have a desire to be loved, right? Somebody says, oh, I don't care if anybody loves me or not. You liar. <laughs> liar, liar. Your pants are on fire. Everybody wants to be loved. And you know what? It hurts when you feel like you're not loved. And so there's a lot of people in the world today, uh, Elder, that, that they, they're hurting right now because they feel like nobody loves them. But you and I walk in on the scene and we say, you know what, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. Let me tell you what the Lord has done in my life. 
and we testify to them, and we, and we bring truth into their life. Look, you know, religion, you may not understand this, but you can, you can see change. You can see what the Lord has done in my life. And that's what I want to tell you, that, that God has changed me, and I'm telling you what he, can do for, what he did for me, he can also do for you. So it's the power. It's the power of that testimony. It's the power of reaching out and saying, you know what, I, have, I, I do have a word. I do have something that will change your life, right? How many believes that tonight? The power of sharing our testimony. The power of sharing our testimony. Amen. You have a testimony. You are. You can be a witness. You know they have it. They, they, you you look at the court of law, uh, Sister Lyle, and they always say, "Our star witness." How many's ever heard that before? They'll talk about the star witness. In other words, the guy or the gal that had all the credibility, and they're the star witness. They're going to come in and and they're going to give you the truth, and we're going to believe the truth. Well. The same situation as a child of God. You need to become the star witness. So when, they, when you come into their life, they can see what the Lord's done in your life. And now you are able to be that witness, to be that person that brings truth to their life. And ye shall receive power. Is that what Acts 1.8 says? After that which the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Right? He said what? You're going to be witnesses of me. Amen. Not only here in, in Jerusalem, but also in Judea, and also in Samaria, and also into the uttermost parts of the, of the earth. He said, that's what it is. You will be a witness of me. You, you're going to have a testimony. Amen. And, and, and so we see in, in, in Acts 1.8, he said what? You're going to receive power, right? Amen. To be what? A witness. You may not be able to do it before, but now, he said, you receive my spirit, you're going to have power to become that star witness, to testify and tell somebody. In fact, in 1 Peter, I won't go there tonight, but 1 Peter 3 and 15, uh, he talks about, uh, you know, hope, and, 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 and so uh, when, you, when you explain hope, he said, how do you explain hope to people? And he said, with meekness. And fear. What is, what is fear in that, in, that, in that scripture? It's talking about reverential awe. Meekness and fear. You know, yes, God gives us boldness, but be meek about how you approach people. Be reverent, amen, about your fear of the Lord. Because God, you want God to do a great work. So, so the way I look at it this way, real quick, Elder, is I don't want to be the obstacle. Right? I don't, want, I don't want to be like the guy talked about looking down at somebody judgmental, you know, and just saying, you know, you should know better or, or da, 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 da. No, I want to come and, and, and kind of undergird them and say, you know, hey, you know, there is hope. Amen. Let me tell you what the Lord has done in my life. So you begin to witness to them and you begin to talk to them. And you do it through meekness and love, amen, and tenderness, amen, loving kindness. Amen. You reach out to them and let them know that the Lord can radically change their life. Amen. So, you know, we can, we can prepare. How do I prepare? Amen. Well, we, we talk about it a lot. You know, we read the Word of God. We pray. You know, we, we become sensitive to what God is doing in our lives. We become sensitive to what God wants to do in other people's lives. Right? No matter where it's at. Sensitive. 
to what God can do in other people's life. I like the, I, I like the deal where Brother Vinny was talking about being at that hotel and, uh, and uh, you know, he basically said, how much time you got, you know. Uh, what you, what you want to know is this, is that you need to be willing to, if you can't do it right then, find a way to anchor them in. To say, hey, yeah, I would love to sit down and talk about this. Amen. <clears throat> Had somebody, in fact, the other day, that, uh, you know, the good way to get a conversation going is they said, hey, I'd like to get a cup of coffee. You know, right? right? A cup of coffee. Everybody does better with a cup of coffee, right? That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, a starter thing there. You know, hey, let's get a cup of coffee. Oh, yeah, dude, I can't offend nobody with that. Let's get a cup of coffee. Sometimes that coffee and just that, that breaking that wall down, you're able to kind of work in and begin to talk to them about the goodness of God. We, are the, we have the power to be witnesses. Amen. I'm, I'm here to tell you tonight that no matter what you may feel, amen, God has sent you for such a time as this to speak a word that will help free them from the life that they're in. Amen. Someone might say, you know, what, what, is, what is different about you? Be prepared to give an account. What, look what the Lord has done. Amen. Be able to testify with gentleness and respect for those that you're witnessing. It's, it's all about just connecting with people. The power of sharing your testimony. We all need to work on that, I believe, and I'm going to shut this down. Amen. We got to work on that. We got to work on the power of sharing my testimony. Amen. The power of sharing my testimony. Whatever that may look like. Whoever it might be. What, whatever situation it is. Amen. That's what it's all about. Right? Praise God. Let's stand together. Amen. See? That's what happens when I, when I try to follow an agenda. In God, look what the Lord hath done. You know, I look at our young people here and I... I see, you know, the different areas of fields of labor that you're working in. I look at all of our elders here, that the fields of labor that you were in, maybe still in, but yet God can still use us no matter if we're retired or no matter if we're on the front end or the back end of life. God can still use us and he wants to use us in Jesus' name. Lord God, we thank you for this time we've had together tonight. We thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your loving kindness that you have so graciously shown to us.